Hey Bads, this is Victor, and before we jump into this awesome episode with rapper and R&B singer Alan Z, I wanted to share a quick update on our end on an awesome event that we're putting on in two weeks. On October 17th, Saturday at 6pm Pacific, we are putting on a sex and relationships panel with our what we are calling our radical Asian practitioners. This is an opportunity for you as Asian men to ask all of your sex and relationship questions to somatic sex and relationship coaches. And there will be three female identifying women who are there to support Asian men in developing their own sexual identity and comfort and confidence. So learn more about the Q&A panel at bit.ly slash bad rap panel. So bit.ly slash b-a-d-r-a-p panel and the link is also in the show notes below if you are in financial hardships please email us at badassasiandudes at gmail.com no one should be denied access to this information because of financial hardships with that thank you for listening to this podcast and enjoy this episode with alan z Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sabo Shen with the Badass Asian Dudes Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Victor Um. Victor, can you say hi to everybody? Hello, what's up, everybody? All right, the sweet, smooth voice of Slick Vic on the mic. All right, today we have a very special episode. You know, most, most of the other uh, co-hosts, I think, got a lot of our other guests on the show. And I think even though it was my job to get guests on the show, this is the first guest that I brought on. But I am super duper happy because this is a man. Victor was the act- actually the guy that sent me your TikTok. I watched the TikTok. The rhymes were awesome. There was a Vincent Chen reference in there. I am an Asian American studies major. It took me all the way back to 2000. I was like, who is this guy? And then the next day, Alan Z likes one of my Facebook posts and I'm like, oh shit, this was the guy that I watched on TikTok spitting those fire rhymes. I'm going to reach out to him. So welcome to the show, Alan Z, uh, modern day uh, man of many skills. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. So Alan, you know, um, as I described, you you are a rapper, but um, for many people that come on the show, the first question that we ask them is, you know, what is your definition of a badass Asian dude? I think um, I think my definition would be somebody who uh, breaks out of the mode of what people want him to be. So I don't think there there needs to be any kind of like um, strict dead like definition. I think it's more so like, are you willing to you know like live by your own set of rules? Are you willing to you know like break out of societal customs and are you willing to do stuff outside of the norm? So that's someone who I consider to be badass, you know? Okay. Okay. I like that answer. And, you know, breaking out of the norms of society, um, you know, a lot of, I wanted to be a rapper when I was younger, but I knew that being an entertainer was something that was very much against the desires of my parents, you know, growing up, um, did you have, that same type of pressure and what really got you into, you know, getting into the art of rapping? Well, it's weird, man, because I felt like I grew up in a lot of different places. Right. So I, I, um, I was born in China and then I moved to England when I was four, Singapore when I was five, and then I moved to America when I was six. 
And so my first, uh, the first place I moved to America, in America was like a black and Latino neighborhood in Maryland. So that's where I found hip hop. And then I moved to Seattle um, for middle school. And then that's when I started to like want to rap. Cause I was like, I just, this is the only thing that I felt like I can connect myself to, you know? And then like, when I did do that, I was like, I was ostracized by my school. Cause it was like a very white school. So like, they just didn't get it. They're just like, why is this Asian kid? one to do something that is made for black people so like i was i was the black sheep of that school i was just completely ridiculed and bullied throughout like my entire middle school and high school and, and i just i loved hip-hop so much that i just i never stopped you know and um my parents didn't really like support me up until like i'd say college and rightfully so just because i was immature but i think um like now my parents like my biggest supporters just because of like the path that I took and and how like the strides that I've made you know and I think another thing about me is like I'm not I'm not just a rapper so like I sing and I act as well so like I, I see myself more as like like a personal brand than anything like Alan Z will live on past just music you know what I'm saying that's something that I've always felt um strongly about myself and like people in the industry have said the same thing like they're like I, like one dude I remember this producer was like I feel like Alan Z, the entity, will be bigger than than Alan Z, the mu like just the music catalog. And when he said that like three years ago, I kind of I kind of got it because like he saw the impact I was able to make even at that time when I didn't even have as many followers and fans as I, as I do now. So it was tough, but for some reason I just like when I was a kid, it was completely passion. I had no idea about the industry. I had no idea about all the fuckery that goes on all the the suspect shady stuff it was completely just I, i'm so in love with the craft that the artists right and then when i got older rapping became like a vehicle it's like it's now i can use this to express myself and and because i'm, I'm i know i'm fucking good at it so it's like it's it's a way for me to like kind of show dominance you know so it's like I, I can step into any like place and i'm like okay who's your best mc like point them out right now you know what I'm saying? So I think for me, that's, it's kind of, it's kind of like Bruce Lee, like, you know, you against 40 of me, uh, you know, uh, a fair fight. It's kind of like that, that like hip hop to me was like my martial art. Cause I was able to like, you know, show so much of my like abilities in, in one craft. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what, what was it about hip hop that really drew you to it? Um, it was just, well, you know, going back to your, the name of the podcast, it's just the badass nature of it, you know? So like my, the favorite, my first, like, uh, the first rapper that I like really like, you know, was drawn to is still my favorite rapper. It was Eminem. I was just like, who is this white dude? Just like killing it on MTV. Like, well, what, what is his story? Why is he so like rebellious and angry? And, and then from him, I found like, you know, like Tupac, Nas, Jay-Z, 50 Cent. And it's like all these great artists from the nineties and two thousands that like molded who I am today. It was just, I think for me, because I was, I was like, um, you know, so used to being like put down and, and I was very timid as like in my, you know, outward appearance, you know, hip hop was kind of like, it was like my ability to say, fuck you, you know, even though I couldn't say it out loud to people bullying me, but it was like inside, I'm like, I'm gonna get you one day. So I think it's just that resilience that I carried throughout uh, my childhood, you know, it was just that, I mean, if you look at other music, it was like, I was always talking about girls and like, whatever. And I'm just like, this is all fluff. But then you talk, you hear hip hop and it's like, it talks about like 
their childhood poverty, like gangs, murder. <laughs> it's like all these different topics. And it's like, well, you can do anything. You can say whatever you want and you can get away with it kind of, not now because of PC culture, but like back then, you know. What I, what I really love from that too is, it, you know, just growing up, it goes back to what you were saying earlier in, in breaking the mold, right? And, and building that resilience. Like, I'm always curious what makes people different in the, in, you know, whenever there are all these things coming in to, you know, tear them down or break them down, you know, what was it in you or, or what helped you get past all that? Um, you know, growing up as both as, as a kid and also even in the industry now that you're in? Uh, I guess for me, like when I was a kid, I just had this overwhelming belief in myself. And I don't think I would have had that if I wasn't good. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I knew I, I had something special just because at 13, like I was rapping like I was 21, you know, and people have told me that. And I was like, I, I was like, man, if I, I lived in Atlanta or New York, I'd be a prodigy. You know, I kept right. thinking that to myself. So I think it was that overwhelming belief, faith in, in what I could do that kind of pushed me even when, when like the people at my school were just constantly berating me, you know? And then when I got older, it's like every time I wanted to give up, I would find like a sign somewhere. It would just be like, it would just come through and I'm just like, okay, maybe this isn't my time to, you know, step away yet. So I think it's that kind of like silver lining that comes in and, and um, just even even the where this, I guess, career path has taken me, taking me in, in my journey now, it's like, I, I kind of see that it was kind of like meant for me, you know, as much as I would like to think that I made the, the wrong choices in life, it's like, it, it kind of showed me, it's like, there is some kind of silver lining that's always like showing up to, to tell me that like, you know, I'm, I'm doing something right, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Eminem being one of your um, favorite rappers, you know, as far as like topics and things that you write about, you know, how, how do you, how do you get inspired and what does your process look like? Um, I think like, okay, because I have like a, you know, I have like the pop and R&B side too. So like when I, when I write in that mode, it's obviously completely about women and like sex and whatever. But when, when it's in my hip hop mode, I'm usually, uh, it's usually reflective of my life. And I think more recently I've started adding more like Asian American themed uh, issues into my music. Before, I think I was, I was a little bit hesitant to touch on it because I felt like the world just isn't ready to hear about it. But I think with, with 2020, everything happening, that's when I took that like chance and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do it. And it, and it kind of was, it was surprising to me, but like, that was the stuff that really went really well, you know, as far as like the stuff that I put out, like all the, when I talk about like, even that, you know, the Asian American history piece that you saw, it's like, like it has like over a hundred thousand views, like collectively on TikTok and Facebook, and Instagram, you know, it's like, I didn't think anyone would want to listen to that, but then it's like all these like people were just like, this is dope. And then even the, me making the black and Asian unity piece with my friend Wise, that went viral too. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I'm like, this is all the stuff that the industry told me would fly, right. you know? And it's like, what the fuck? So I'm like, yo, this so I think now I'm taking more of a, a I, I guess like a, I don't know, like, I don't want to say a personal approach, but I, I'm just, I'm just adding all these elements in. So you have like the, you know, you have the lover Allen, you know, the army and pop stuff. You have the fighter Allen, that's the battle rap stuff. And now we have like militant Allen. That's like 
Asian dead prez. That's like where I'm just fucking like, no, fuck you. I'm I'm Asian as fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna fucking bitch, and I'm still gonna do my thing. So it's like that's the the Bruce Lee of hip hop in me that that kind of like emerged from um, all the hate crimes and racism that that uh, kind of popped up this year, like especially, you know. Yeah. yeah, and and would you say that um, you know talking about these political issues were topics that were important to you already, but I think you alluded to that you had gotten advice that, you know, the industry was telling you that this type of stuff, you know, wouldn't resonate with people. So would you say that, you know, by speaking more directly to what you really wanted to say, it actually ended up, despite it being counter to what the industry folks told you, that was what really connected you to um, a broader audience and to people like Victor and myself? Yeah, it, it, it did. And, and that's something that I wanted to touch on too, is that like, the, the mainstream industry that we know of as a, the music industry that we know of today, it's, it's, they're always like four to six years behind, man. Like you talk to any artist in the industry, like they'll, they'll like that isn't like confined to that structure. They'll tell you the same thing. Like they're really behind. So they'll tell you really outdated advice, you know, just like what we're talking about, about what they would say to me, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't encourage that, you know, like when I'm like, Oh, I want to talk about something that reflects about, my people and blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, no one wants to hear that. Who, who are you going to sell that to? You know? And then they'll tell me to write like some fucking fluff pop song or whatever, you know? But like, which is cool. Cause I love doing that, that those type of songs. Cause I, I like writing hits and stuff like that. But I think it's, very, it's really important to write culturally relevant pieces, especially like times like now. Cause I think people need to hear exactly um, what's going on and, and find solutions and, and find, you know, I guess people that, get them you know so i wanted to uh insert myself into a lot of that stuff because i feel like there, there's a lot i don't i don't feel like a lot of people are doing that you know it's, all, it's like only a handful that you can count on to say he's going to speak about stuff that i care about as an asian American. yeah yeah no that's what i really appreciate about what you're doing here because again that that badassery is really coming out in now in the industry where I can totally see you like not really getting any slack from either side, right? You you're gonna you're, you there's gonna be people who don't want to see race or see that as an issue or don't or just want to be colorblind and um, but then there's going to be others who might use race almost too much as a as a crutch right. or complain too much about it as well, and I kind of see you like you know, really being in that middle ground and, 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 and pushing back all of these, you know, limited perceptions that people have. So, you know, when you were saying that Alan Z is something bigger than yourself, I can kind of see that as well, that you're this, you're kind of just living, you're having this something live through you in that there's a bigger message here that you're wanting to share in, in being an Asian American in, in hip hop. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. And I think um, balance is something really important to me, right? Which is why I like, like the last single I just dropped um, the other day, like Ride or Die, it's, it has nothing to do with politics. It's just a fun summertime song where I'm mostly singing. And I think that's something that I like to bring to the table, which is versatility and duality, you know, because I'm not, I don't just want to talk about socially conscious stuff. I was never that type of rapper. I, I used to always rap about like, why I'm better, I'm a better rapper than you, why I'm gonna have sex with your sister. I'm, I was just always a punchline dude, you know, you know, just always like ciphering battle rap. That was always my thing. But now I can incorporate a lot more like um, 
like historical and socially aware elements into those type of bars, you know? Because I think for some reason, it's now what more well-received because it's talking about a certain subject. So before when I'm just doing rapid rap stuff, nobody fucking cared. But then now I'm doing the same exact type of like bars where it's like, it's super skilled and technical, but then people are listening because it's, you know, like talking about a certain subject that you care about. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is yeah. everything that I thought was, would not work, you know? So. Well, again, actually, I love that you mentioned that too, because it really does mean like breaking, again, just breaking past that mold and breaking the perceptions that other people have, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you're saying that this is what you care about and I'm just going to talk about it. And it, it does, um, it does work out that this is definitely a, a great time to bring up these issues. Cause you know, I think people more, more than ever want to hear more about it. And, and that's why you're, you're seeing, you know, a lot of people engaging in your content now. So, um, much appreciate you like taking that charge, like something that so many people wouldn't really do. And they might have a lot of, a lot of fear to continue on. Thank you. Yeah. That's something I've always kind of noticed too. Like even like a year ago or two years ago, I would talk to my friend. I'm just like, yo, why, why are these Asian celebrities so fucking quiet, man? Right. Like, exactly. it's like, no, like you have such a big platform, but you, whenever Asian stuff goes down, you don't say anything. And it's like, dude, if you don't say anything, the world thinks we're all quiet because you're, you're our only hope. You know, I'm not, I think now it's a little better because you see a little, like a lot more Asian celebrities, not a lot more, but like maybe a few more speaking up, you know what I'm saying? But I think it's, that is so important because the world's perception of Asian people is so limited that when you're the only person that they see, you have to, you know what I mean? If I'm the only Asian person that they know, I have, that means I'm responsible for like bringing, shedding light to mm -hmm. so many people, you know, as unfair it is to me, to you, it's just, it is how it is. So I think like people can't take their platform for granted, you know, like their impact means so much more than just money and, and, you know, like fame and whatever, you know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, Victor and I, we were talking earlier about like, you know, we, we heard that you were always being compared to Jin. And then we're like, what other Asian rapper is out there? And then we're like, all right, there's Jay Park. And then I remember Mountain Brothers from like the late 90s, you know, but yeah, you know, there's not a lot like that just kind of roll off the tip of your tongue. And, you know, we are people that pay attention to the Asian American community as well. So you're right about that representation. For sure. Yeah. Did, you know, I was curious. Oh, go ahead, Victor. I, I was going to ask, like, with, um, with all of, you know, that resistance, you know, being like, put, having that pressure put on you, how did that really affect your mental and emotional health? Um, I, I think I might have heard in, in one of the other interviews that you, you did experience depression at some point, too. Um, what was what was that experience like? And how did you kind of work through that? Well, I think it was really tough for me, like around March, you know, because I was like, every day you would hear about like, some elderly like person or a woman that's of Asian descent getting attacked. Like it was it was nonstop. It was like, that was the first time all of that hit mainstream, barely. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it was like, it was overwhelming because I was so fearful for like, you know, my relatives and stuff. And I'm just like, yo, if anyone touches them, I'm going, I'm going to fucking murder them. Like that was my mindset. I'm just like, I'm getting yeah. done. I'm, I don't give a fuck. Like this is, you know, and that was just my mindset. I was, I was very unhinged because I was just so angry. And then, um, 
you know, like, I think once, like, I started making, like, content that was, like, talking directly about these type of uh, problems and experiences and, like, it hitting certain markets and demographics, I was like, okay, maybe I can just turn this anger into, like, something positive and, and speak inspiration and, and motivation to people, right, and give them hope as opposed to just being uh, in my own head. So I think it's when you feel down, I think it's important to kind of channel that into something positive. Cause it's like, you, you have two choices. You can just go down this dark path of just feeling sorry for yourself and feeling paranoid, or you can channel that into like something that is productive. And uh, you know, and that's something that uh, I felt like I needed to do for myself. And, and uh, that's something I can, I'm continuing to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, was that something that you, you did growing up as well? Like it sounded like having that outlet is, was very important in, you know, managing that, that sort of mental health there. Um, yeah. Were there other struggles that was difficult to, to get through even with that? Uh, yeah, it really was. And I think that was why I've always felt like self-expression was so important for me because I was, you know, just very, uh, outcasted as a kid so like the more uh angry i got the more i just wrote you know and i just yeah. kept going at it and uh it's very cathartic but it's also kind of like this i feel like me and hip-hop have a very like toxic relationship it's like i'd be so i'd be a much happier person if i was not involved in the music industry but at the same yeah. time what yeah. uh allows me to say a lot of uh shit that's fucked up with the world and my life in a very poetic way you know yeah. so it's yeah it's weird it's like a it's like a what's that called it's like a, a trauma bond you know it's like i'm bonded by trauma and a lot of my friends are artists we have the same they talk about the same thing it's like yo fuck hip-hop but i love hip-hop because it's, right. it's just so toxic especially the industry now so that's super interesting i mean yeah, i think well, there's with any like artist you know or any art in general comes from some type of pain so mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, you, you brought up that there's kind of like the R&B pop Allen, you know, romantic Allen, then there's kind of, you know, battle rapping Allen, and then there's also militant Allen. You know, I was curious, you know, wh what would you say are your three core beliefs that, you know, anchor all the different facets of you? Uh, I mean, I don't have like these beliefs written down, but I would say, um, I'm a big believer of like duality, right? So that's the reason why I um, I don't give a fuck if people like prefer one side or the other, I'm doing both. So it's like, you know, lover and a fighter, rapper and singer, Asian and American. I'm a big believer in like, you're not just one, uh, you know, singular thing as a human being. There's different sides to all of us. You know, you could be the nicest person, but then you have a side to you that's very like, you know, like, uh, that, that can be like, that can come out and it's like, you know, very angry and, and uh, defensive, right? You can be, you know, so it's like, there's all these different sides to human beings. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in duality and not limiting yourself. Um, I think, I also think that the idea of an artist only being confined to one genre is stupid, which is why, like, you know, I, I don't just make one type of music. I make whatever the fuck I feel like. Um, and I, I would say the third belief is, uh, I don't know, always standing up for yourself. I think, especially as artists, um, you know, everyone has their opinion about you and everyone 
you know, thinks that you should listen to what everyone is saying <laughs> at the same time. But I think you just got to believe in yourself and just stand up for yourself. And when, when uh, you know, we start getting all this different type of feedback, it's just what do you believe in at this moment? Yeah, I really see that come out in your latest music, you know, so I was really curious to hear those things. And, you know, we we're starting to get into that point where um, we're getting close to wrapping up. But um, before we do that, I did want to ask you, um, you know, if there was one thing that you could say to your younger self, you know, what would you tell young, young Alan? Man, I would tell young Alan to get the fuck out of the rap game. No, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> I would tell young Alan to be his own hero. Cause I think when I was a kid, I idolized so much. Cause I'm just like, I found uh, like, hope in everyone else but myself and i think i would tell him to, to look into seeing himself as as the hero as opposed to having like all these outward outwardly hopes and and uh dreams put on other people and pedestaling like these icons you know i would tell yeah I would, that's what i would tell myself yeah so self-love and self-belief is a common theme so yeah. as we're coming to the end of this podcast, um, Alan Z, if people are interested in finding your music, uh, downloading your music, getting you paid, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, they can find all my music under Alan Z, uh, A-L-A-N, last initial Z, on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, Tidal, as well as um, YouTube. And if you want to keep up with me, you can follow me at Alan Z Music, A-L-A-N-Z Music on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube, um, Facebook, and yeah. All right. All right, Victor, any last questions for Alan before we let him go? No, thank you for coming on, for sharing your story, for being open about uh, not just the amazing things you're doing, but about what you struggled with getting there. So um you know i wish we had more time but uh yeah thanks for coming on yeah yeah i love the versatility you know i thought he was just a rapper and now i see he's a triple threat where he sings and he also acts and you know if you guys like what you heard today and you want to learn more from alan you know please share this episode with someone you know if you enjoyed it yourself you know if you leave us a, a review a five-star rating that really helps with all the search algorithms and this is Sabo with another episode of the badass asian dudes Thank you guys. We'll be back next week. Peace.